Finding Bourbon is the podcast that takes you beyond the barrel and behind the scenes of the whiskey industry with master blenders Dixon Dedman and David Mark Young. So I, I have, um, this is a serious question and then I have a less serious question after <laughs> David. I can never take him serious I, when he says he's going to be serious. Does, I, I think you were, you know, the first place I ever saw it, and there was probably, you know, some before this, but I think the first, the first real DTC opportunity, direct to consumer opportunity that I personally saw was Caskers. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, maybe there was mm -hmm. one before that or not, but Caskers was um, probably the first place I bought something online and had it, you know, shipped to me or mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, and, and I, you know, as I consult with a lot of people right now, you know, I'm like, look, it takes a lot of time and effort to, and, 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 and manpower to, to pound the pavement, um, to not only cultivate relationships with distributors, but, to also, you know, reach out at the retail level in multiple markets. And that's, that's a considerable effort. Um, and, and so there are a lot of people who come say, Hey, what, you know, what should I do? We're trying to do this. You know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's like this, this DTC opportunity and, and building a, you, you know, you build an online presence and then it's it's basically three clicks for somebody to have that bottle delivered to them. When you're starting a brand, um, you know you can you can build. Uh, you get a lot of liquid to lips right now if you you know put at least some of your eggs in the DTC basket. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm curious, like, do, do you guys, like, do y'all, is there a communication between, you know, other DTC opportunities? Like, do you, like, do you, or are they, I'm not, like yeah, depending on the release, like, do you, do you yeah. talk, like the, the reserve bar people or the, you know, the, the like, is that, or is it kind of like, um, not on the big guys, you know, like Reserve Bar and Caskers, Flaviar, they're kind of, um, they're kind of out on their own. They're, you know, they're doing their own thing. I don't know if they necessarily care what we're doing or are interested in what we're doing, but, um, yeah, that, that's kind of, I feel like its own thing in itself. Um, but definitely on like, you know, I've got good relationships with DC retailers, some Kentucky retailers, California retailers that are doing a very similar thing. And it's mm -hmm. like, all right, like not back to that, like, uh, we're all in this together thing, but you know, to an extent it's like, my analogy is, you know, we could fight over the small piece of the pie that it is right now, or we can share and grow and, and realize that this pie is about 10 X what it is now in five years. So, right. um, there's like, a lot of that. California is an interesting concept, right? Because mm -hmm. there are some retailers mm -hmm. in California that 
have nothing but a small little storefront where they sell mm-hmm. a few things, but it's to get them a license so that they can mm-hmm. have that online presence and they move yep. a ton of cases. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, you know, we don't, for, for Sealbox, we don't even have a storefront. So we're, we're online only. We just have a warehouse. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been good. It's, it's focused or made us focus on the important things a lot of times and gotten rid of some of the distractions that would come with obviously running a a day-to-day store. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, it is funny. I think Caskers is switched hands several times and they're now partnered with RNDC or something. And, um, but they all have, (laughs) yeah, they all have a distributor tie in. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, but it is just funny. Like I would think at some point somebody would, and I guess not everybody's going to do the same thing that we do because we probably leave, leave money on the table, by not having four rows of single barrel and all these other things on there. But, um, you know, we get asked about like our competition and I'm like, well, I mean, there's other people selling online, but like, we're a pretty, pretty specific niche. Like we, we know our audience. We're trying to find more of our audience. You know, if we have 110,000 people on our email list, that's probably 3% of people who are into these types of products. So I'm not focused on what they're doing over here. Like I want to know how to get to that other 97% of customers and that, you know, I think that's the hardest thing with business or anything else. It's like, you only get so much energy and time to focus. Like, where are you putting those efforts? And sure, there's days where somebody does something and I'm mad and, you know, I just think about ways to get revenge or something for 30 minutes. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, okay, that's, that's enough of that. Let's, let's right. see what else we can, uh, <laughs> how we grow this thing. Um, but no, I mean, as with most spirits brands, I feel like the retailers kind of in our same, same boat are all very, very genuine and very generous with their time and, and advice and everything as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and you guys do have a very unique, inventory, uh, you know, really great products and, and, you know, your prices are competitive. I mean, the, the, I think that's, that's the one thing you can't beat about seal boxes is, is it's the right price. And you're going to, I mean, I've seen stuff that you offer that's even, even less than, you know, SRP or that I've seen at a store, which balances <laughs> out, you know, you're gonna pay shipping for yeah. that, but, uh, but it's, you know, it, it makes it easier for consumers and, um, yeah, it's, yeah, that's always the goal is, is how I think about it is it's the tasting room connected to your distillery or wherever you're doing tours, where if somebody comes through that distillery, they take a tour, they hear the story, they see where the product's made, they walk to that tasting room. One, they don't want to pay double for what it would be at a store shelf down the road. Right. You know, they want it to be about the same price or within $5. And then but they're bought in they, they, you know, they now believe more in the product. So it's, uh, that's always been our thing is like, how do we take that experience and bring it online? Like, you know, the online medium is much better at telling stories and, and, you know, engaging visually that types of those types of things. Whereas just walking down a, the aisle at a store, it can be tough. You know, right. it's got to really, really stick out to jump off that shelf. Right. How did, how did COVID, affect the the online market and Mm -hmm. and what's happened since then 
Yeah. I mean, so, so COVID and it, it sounds really bad to say, but that was probably one of the biggest jumps we've gotten. Um, I don't want to say it was a good thing because obviously right. it wasn't, but like right. for, for us, um, everybody's home. So, you know, they're not going to the bar, they're buying more bottles. They bought from us. We just happened to be there at a good time. But then the other really cool thing was one, we were able to employ several bartenders who were just out of work, who yeah. needed a job, bring them to the warehouse. Perfect. They already know the products, all of that. Um, and then two, a lot of distilleries and brands that would do like, uh, in like, like, uh, in distillery releases, they couldn't do it anymore. So we brought it online and that just brought more attention to us. And then it was like, Oh, we should be doing this a lot more of, mm-hmm. you know, these, these quote unquote LTOs that were distillery only let's get a portion of them and reach a bigger audience. So, um, I mean, it was, it was a wild time for sure. Just because, uh, you know, like I said, at the beginning, I'm in Jacksonville warehouses in DC getting back and forth was super tough. Um, at one point they were like not letting people out of the city if you visited and all, and I'm, it was like four, you had to quarantine for 14 days or something. I'm thinking if I go up to DC and have to stay there for 14 days, I will come back to divorce papers. Like I won't <laughs> yeah. come back to a warm welcome. It's right. uh, like, it's like, Oh, l- let me get this straight. You're stuck in a hotel with, you know, a warehouse of bourbon down the street and uh, you're not coming back for 14 days. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds um, like vacation to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you, you know, I think, I think it, it probably gave us a lot of really cool brands as well, just because that focus became more online. And, mm-hmm. um, I know I was talking to the people at discus and they even said like it, three, four years ago, the only people really pushing them for DTC and, and more shipping regulations, all that was, was the smaller guys as craft guys. And now everybody wants it. You, you know, I think, uh, beam rolled out some stuff for a little while, maybe with the maker's mark side, but yeah, you know, you see more and more of the bigger brands and it just goes to show like, Hey, what we're really protecting here with some of these shipping laws is not consumer health. It's, it's right. some people's, um, well, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, there's ways to be safe right, and have a public safety w- with, with the model that we think should be in place. <laughs> right. Right. So has that, has that increased or, or decreased since, since then? I mean, it's, you know, we're a couple of years out. So, it, I mean, it, it's hard to say cause uh, essentially we've about doubled every year since we started and That's COVID great. definitely sparked that up. And, and so, you know, we won't be doubled this year, but we'll be up still, you know, 40, 50%. Um, but it, you know, so it's not like we went like this and COVID and dropped back down. Right. It just growth is coming from all different places. Now, obviously we have, we have a bigger team. We can handle more products. We can, you know, we're getting better at how we do releases, who we do them to, um, better access, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's um, it, it's been good, but I mean that that you know, late twenty nineteen was starting to to grow, and then twenty twenty hit, and and it was just kind of like a spark. Right, right. I was um, 
every every time I think, uh, every time I hear your name, every time now, every time I hear Sealbox, I I just I, I associate you with I think one of if not the coolest events I ever was able to participate in in you know in in my time in Bourbon and you know we. A friend of ours put together this event in in Northern Kentucky, um, and I didn't. I, I, I he's a friend of mine, known him a long time. Knew he was doing something special. Um, rolled up there with some bottles. I didn't know what was really going on, and was able to participate in a in a VIP event. That Ray, just the VIP alone, VIP event alone raised a ridiculous amount of money mm-hmm. and uh, did a tasting. It was Four Roses and then Julian Van Winkle and then Dixon Deadman with <clears throat> Kentucky All Stuff. And then they're like, okay, we go down to the main event. And and he said, hey, uh, we got we got Blake Reber here moderating. He's like, have you, have you met him? He's, he's bourboner. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and I think I, I actually remember you telling me that like, yeah, I've got an early flight home because my <laughs> wife is going to give birth probably tomorrow to one of our <laughs> children. If you, I, I, I'm right about that. Right. Let's I mean, it was, it, it, was, it was, you really, know, I, this makes me sound really bad. She was looking back now. She was like three weeks out. So yeah. well, I mean, it was, three, four it, weeks out, but probably she's didn't five need centimeters to, dilated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that lineup was more than worth it. It, uh, and then, yeah. which, uh, I never forget, you know, you're, you're up there kind of like moderating this event and I just stand in the back and it was one of those situations where, um, everybody that had, I mean, so much whiskey on these tables. And that's when everybody's like, I want you to try this. Hey, I brought this, try this, you know, whatever. And, and, and you, you did a fantastic job of kind of, um, starting the auction. And then they, they brought, uh, the lady from the charity up there on the stage. And she was talking about this dragonfly foundation in Cincinnati. And this foundation, uh, raises money and supports families who have a child going through cancer and they you know talk about how they buy diapers for the other children or you know um figure out how to get them to and from school support them groceries all of this all of this stuff and it was just it it was it was pretty incredible and 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 moving right up until Mm -hmm they had two testimonials uh, that came up on that stage. And there were two women who talked about how uh, one, one woman, I remember, I'll never forget it. I mean, she talked about how she never set foot outside of that hospital mm. for over 365 days she was like if my child can't go outside then i can't go outside and she said the dragonfly foundation took care of our some of our utility bills they took care of i mean they they, it it was it was i had so at that point 
I had donated like a, a stay at the inn, a tasting, um, and I think a barrel. I think I even don I had donated a barrel um, or something like that. And I remember, you know, we, you went through this and we got the auction and these things are going for crazy money. I mean, there was not a dry eye in, in the house. I was going to say, I think we both walked off and we're like, well, wasn't planning on crying tonight <laughs> at the bourbon tasting, but jeez. And, 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 and Blake is kind of trying to wrap this up. And I, you know, that, which was an incredible, t and I went up there and I said, you know what, I'll donate that again. Uh, like start it over. Let's do, let's do it again. Uh, like run, run it, it back. back. Here we go. Yeah. And, and that, I, you know, for me and like getting to do cool stuff, uh, mm -hmm. getting to travel, getting to, you know, whatever I, I, that event and that foundation and being able to be a part of something like that. And I, I associate with you with that because you did such a masterful job of kind of, uh, running that event and, 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 or moderating that event or whatever. But I, that, that one sticks with, will stick with me for forever. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know how well you remember that. That one, was, yeah, no, that was just an incredible event all around. Um, I, I still, um, I think about that lineup that they had. So it was, it was taste of the decade. So they had Stitzel Weller from fifties, sixties, and it was like an old fits from the fifties, something from wow. the sixties. Uh, eighties was like a, a red dripping wax fan winkle. Nineties was a Pappy 15 or, or, uh, something. Anyways, it, it went all the way and worked to the old rip 25 whenever those are coming out. And so, I mean, it really is an incredible event. Like Dixon said, still one that just sticks in your memory. Wow. And I will never forget. I don't know if I saw the dumbest thing I've ever seen at a tasting <laughs> or the most baller thing I've seen at a tasting where this guy has this flight of all those things lined up. He looks at them all, pours them all into one glass, mixes them and just starts sipping it. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, I don't. <laughs> was it a red solo cup? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is he the man or is he just crazy? <laughs> it, uh, oh yeah. That, that, I mean, that was a, it was crazy. Just one, how much they raised and, and we actually still do donate to that. Cause you know, I was on their email list and yeah. so I get, get some updates and everything. And, um, you know, I think, I think when you have kids and, and somebody starts talking about those types of things, it's hard not to, oh my not gosh. to relate. Richard. Um, and, so uh, but no, that was, a that was a fun one for sure. It, um, you know, I don't think, I don't think you can pull off those types of, of events as much anymore, just cause it's, it's hard to, you know, get that many people in a room at times, but, um, thankful for the ones we got, we got in and got done. Wow. History. No, it, History. Totally, uh, and it still totally, pops up in my phone. Like every totally year it's like on this day. Yeah. Yeah. On this day. <laughs> Julian did. You said Julian hijacked the conversation. No, I hijacked. Oh, the you hijacked Julian, the conversation. Julian was <laughs> Julian was so funny. He was like, "Oh, he's funny." We were up there in that room, and he's like, "I'm going before you." And I'm like, okay. <laughs> "Thanks." Yeah. yeah. I was like, he was like, "No." He's like, "I want to be able to sit down and enjoy your whiskey 
And he's like, all that hot uh, proof stuff, nobody will taste anything I got if you go first. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Although he was funny on that one. He gets up to do his, you know, do my little intro. He d- gets up and everybody's kind of talking. He's got his ring and he, you know, racks it on the glass. Everybody listens and they're like, oh, oh sorry. Let's start. He starts talking. Well, then I get up after that to introduce Dick Dixon and, I'm like, everybody's talking. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do the Julian trick. I go to rack my ring on the, it's like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, well, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> like, I think that just embarrassed me a little bit. Oh, and man. I'm going to say, you know, anybody got a good whistle? They can right. need a bigger <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah. Lessons learned. That's uh, funny. Yeah. We're, we're going to get Julian on here soon. He's, he's great. I mean, you know, I've only, been around him a handful of times at some tastings and stuff, but he's funny. He, um, he is not roped in by the, uh, the, the big, uh, appearances, uh, of things like he's still just very upfront about a lot of things and kind of says what's on his mind and what he thinks about them. And it, it's, it's kind of, it's really refreshing in the bourbon world at right. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Blake, this has been great, and thank you for sharing, um, you know, just kind of a little bit of insight into to your world. Um, but just what, one last question: what what's what's next for Sealbox? Is there is there anything on the horizon, or is it scaling? What's, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's always um, growth is always a fun thing. So um, we we definitely are trying to standardize some of our private label stuff. Just. Right. Um, it's just a fun way for us to play around and, and, and get the name out there in another way. Um, so looking into a lot of, a lot of that right now. Um, and then just figuring out, you know, ways we can engage with people with what they're really chasing. I think what we see a lot is, you know, our emails are shotguns and right. you're just going to get blasted out no matter what it's, it's going to you. So it's like, Hey, how can we, how can we break this down and, and really understand what people are looking for? Cause if you only want barrel picks, I don't need to send you every other release we do, you know, maybe we do once a quarter or something. So that's definitely something we're working on now. And just, we've just really been trying to step up the media game, you know, David, I know y'all do a great job with it and just like all the answering of questions and everything and, and all the FAQ kind of things. And I, I think it's something we take for granted because, you know, well, to us, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, everybody knows all this stuff. It's like, well, no, the, there's plenty of drinkers coming into the market who who have these questions. And why would we not be a resource for where to get those answers? So um, yeah. there's some of the big things, you know, it's just constant growth and, um, you know, just doing it in different ways within within an industry we love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to, to that point, it's, you know, it's interesting. I still get people that that they'll reach out and they'll say, you know, I, I saw your link and I, I want to order a bottle, but yeah, I, I know you can't deliver to my state. And I, you know, I'm like, you live in, you know, whatever we, we've already yeah, sent, yeah. you know, 12 bottles there this week. And, and they're like, well, no, I mean, I, I know it's not legal. And I'm like, there's nothing like, shady about this. We're, yeah, we're not. Uh, yeah, some backdoor. Although it is funny. So Brian, on like y'all's the videos you'll do, he'll say like, okay, here's what we need to do. But here's your cut. And here's David's. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, 
I was hungover and we were filming. That's not fair to compare me to him. <laughs> he's like, but you see how he's going through it? And I'm like, yes, I get it. And like my mind, I'm I'm not that this means a hill of beans to you, but I, you know, you're 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 somebody that I think. Um, since I've known you has been kind of ahead of things like your, you know, your, Appreciate your ability that. to kind yeah. of, um, see an opportunity, yeah. uh, before other, you know, and, 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 you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed, um, you know, watching your success. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for your success. I think you, you know, you throughout bourboner seal box, all of that stuff, you've, um, you've really advanced, uh, the kind of American whiskey and the understanding of what right. is bourbon and, and what, you know, you've, 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 you've helped advance this kind of entire category with your kind of forward thinking nature. And, and, um, I don't know, I, I, I commend you for your efforts. I, 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 I hope I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm glad to know you're kicking ass and taking names and I hope it continues, uh, you know, in spades. Um, I appreciate so. it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again, Blake. Really appreciate it. We'd love to have, have you back again in the future and kind of check in with you. Yeah. And, uh, but in the meantime, uh, it, it, enjoy the rest of your week and we're going to close this out. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow. Until next time, from Dixon and I, we'll see you all. Cheers.